Cuban. New Cuban. Mm -hmm. Time for a change.
Trying to tan my cheeks what? This is how I roll Come on ladies, it's time to go We headed to the bar, baby Don't be nervous No shoes, no shirt And I still get service Watch Girl, look at that body Girl, look at that body Girl, look at that body I work out Girl, look at that body Girl, look at that body Girl, look at that body I work out When I walk in the spot This is what I see Sexy and I know it. Because we have this stupid-ass garage in this house. Look, I love living in Texas, but whoever designed the garage is a fucking retard. We have like a uh, like a sidewalk in, in the back of our garage, it, 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 and it's lifted. Like, there's a step. Well, that precludes our truck from fitting in our driveway. Or in the, in, in the actual driveway, in the garage. So we can't park in the garage. And we ain't going to half park it in the garage because then that means the garage, all the soda and all the freezer, everything going to freeze. So I got to close that down. So last night, went out in the cold, snow, bitter, braved my life in the icy conditions in our driveway, 
turned up the heat on the seats. That way, when the car starts, the car the the, the heaters will start. Defroster comes on; it's on high on the highest temperature. So she goes and remote starts it this morning. Lets it run for thirty minutes. Thirty minutes, she said it ran. When she went out there, she still had to scrape ice. God damn. They're saying the worst is behind us now. It's just going to be nasty. It's going to be tough, but that's okay. That's what we're about. We're about tough and nasty here in the great state of Texas. So uh, there you go. That That's the current weather conditions here in Texas. I've got my black fleece overalls on. That's right. I said it, black fleece overalls. Yeah, I rock the shit out of this. Let's say some good mornings, shall we? First one here today was Mike D. He says, good morning, ass family. Happy Friday. Let's get this shit started. And then the one and only, the the woman who braved her life. Bratty kid. She made it to work okay. Thank God we only live like half a mile from work. But she said it was a pretty rough drive. Uh, Good morning to you. I hope that your day goes great. I have to get Copenhagen today. I don't know if we're going. I I I I'm not sure if we're going to make it all the way out. Bucky's yay. Bucky. I don't know. Yay. Might be another 7-Eleven day today, but hey, gotta get it. Hangtown Jen says happy Friday, ass. Andrew says good morning, y'all. Rose is red, violets are blue. Fauci's a Nazi, and he eats poo. I like that. That's like a Nipsey Russellism right there. Boy, you keep those coming, Andrew. Uh, Douglas says happy Friday. We're finally here, and I am ready for some ass. Second, uh, I second thought that, Douglas. Good morning, Arnie. Uh, what's up, Straight Fire? Christopher is in the house. Christopher had a late night last night, and I want to say thank you to Christopher because movie theater here was shut down because of all the ice and shit. I did not get to see the new Jackass movie yet, hopefully today. Uh, but Christopher has put a review up at uh, all the social media on Instagram. It's on Facebook. It's all over the place. Check out his review for the new Jackass movie. And... Not a lot to review, but, you know, it is that. So, Christopher, great job on that. Uh, Triple T says, happy Friday, family of ass. Alicia says, morning, ass amigos. A little Cupid shuffle to start the show that ends the week is perfect. Thank you. Doug says, good job on the review, Christopher. And Christopher says, fighting the urge to get funky. Oh, yeah. Uh, Erise says, good morning. Day three of Oklahoma being shut down. Another day off, but we're supposed to be get above freezing today, and the snow stopped overnight. Still no hot water, unless I'm boiling it, but it is Friday. And, and Erise yesterday, she nominated today's winner of the Whoopi. This is awesome. Hear ye, hear ye. This goes out to the dirtiest cunt of the day. And it doesn't have to be a female. It can be a male. So today's dirtiest cunt of the day is Laura Lynn Duffy, a math teacher in New York City. New York City! Yes, indeed, New York City, because she is a teacher who tweeted about the gunned down cops. I guess what happened is that she teaches at a private school. And they were going to have a casual Friday, I guess, today for the students. I guess this is one of those schools where they have to wear uniforms. And it was going to be a casual Friday and a way to do a fundraiser 
to support the families of the two New York officers that were brutally gunned down. And she said, oh, no, I'm not dressing down for that. I'm going to intentionally dress up. Well, congratulations. Not only did you get fired, you won the very, very prestigious whoopee. Yep. Thank you, Arise. Great job on that, please. Email them to me at arnieradio1 at gmail.com. Email them to me on Facebook. Email them to me on Instagram, on TikTok. And we will get the winners announced each and every day. Uh, Doug says I'm sexy and I know it. Wiggle, 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 yeah. And then Hangtown Jen, wiggle, 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 yeah. I'm driving and dancing my ass off. Thank you, Arnie. You are very welcome. Douglas says, be careful, Jen. We don't want you getting in an accident. Man, y'all have this nice winter weather, and I'm over here in California feeling like it's fall spring. I want some fresh and snow, damn it. You can have it. Come on down. Take all. How's that global warming treating you? I know. It's, it's, it's amazing. You, it, it's climate change. Climate change. It's not global warming anymore. Yeah, Alicia says it's climate change, you pinnacle poop. Nincompoop, okay. Uh, yeah, Douglas, we have at least six inches on the ground of snow in Oklahoma. We only have like an inch, maybe. Maybe. Her hashtag had hashtag abolition. What an idiot. Yeah, you're going to get fired. Now, now, anybody, like I said, can and is not everybody, everybody in the world has qualifications to win the whoopee. All you have to do is be the biggest cunt in the world that day. I'm embracing cunt like the British do now. The British use that word every other word. So, yes. Now, now this, I, I tell you what. This is amazing to me. This truly is amazing to me. After I tell you this, I have to go on a rant about something I thought of this morning. Um, CNN's Don Lemon. Boy, I tell you what, he is rushing for the Whoopi Award. Um, he said last night on his, so- on his show, or two nights ago, I'm sorry, quote, in this environment, we have to be allies to each other. Sometimes your allies say stupid things. Sometimes they say dumb things. But guess what? They're your allies. They're at least on your side, and they're trying to learn. We have to stop trying to cancel people and shutting down our allies. Now, let me just... uh, uh, So then what you're saying, Mr. Lemon, is this. The people that you have canceled and that you have gone after are not your allies, but that would mean they are your enemies? Huh. Look at that. 
isn't that interesting? See, you can't use the word allies and think nobody's going to think of what's the opposite of allies. They're just not going to do that. So what Don Lemon is saying is that everybody who has been canceled before deserves it because they're enemies. Whoopi Goldberg, now is she an ally because she's a broadcaster? Is she an ally because a lot of people think she's like an old uh, lesbian dinosaur, a lickalotopus, and he, he's a gay? Or is it just down to the root factor that they're both black? Is that why they're allies? You see, I look at allies as fellow Americans. I might not like Don Lemon. Do I, want, I, I do want to see him canceled because I think we need to start canceling some of these other people since so many people have been canceled. And let me just say, wrongly, time, it, it, it's time to make up for that. So, Don, oh, man, I can't wait till that court case is over and they find your sorry ass guilty. You will end up being on this Whoopi Award at some point. Let, let let me just say. I guarantee. Yeah. Yeah, I know he's going to make it. Uh, more whoopee shit here. Hold on a second. Let's get through this whoopee stuff before I give you this, this amazing thing that I came up with in my head. And I'm thinking about adding it. I the, See, it, it. this is what happens. I start thinking about things, and my the way my brain works, I, I, I can't tell you how it works. Uh, but this is something that I thought about and maybe could start leading into the next writing of my next stand-up show. But I, I like I said, I have not taken pen to paper. I'm going to try it out on y'all first. Uh, MSNBC blogger Jahan Jones who writes for host Joy Reid's The Readout blog, claimed Wednesday that Whoopi Goldberg's false statements about the Holocaust said more about America than they did about her. Buenos dias, Ogre. How are you, my friend? Jones went on to suggest that Adolf Hitler had admired the way racism had influenced into the legal system. He simply took things a step further claiming that all other races were inferior to his proposed master race of Aryans, blonde, blue-eyed Germans. Anybody who stands on the side of what Whoopi Goldberg says and then tries to explain it, but then doesn't explain it, is just as stupid as Whoopi. There is nothing. There is no one to blame for the Holocaust except Adolf Hitler. And, and the rest of Germany and the people who put up for it. Now, we allowed it. He started it. We didn't do anything about it forever, but hey, it, it's not okay. It, it, let, let, let's just say this right now. Maybe a new T-shirt is the Holocaust. It wasn't good. It wasn't okay. Yeah, Ogre, you're absolutely right. The whoopee apologists are like, here's a bunch of straws, and I'm fixing to just grasp at them. Wait, is Whoopi a lesbian? I thought she was married to Ted Danson, or was that her? No, she was married to Ted Danson, but I think maybe she has dipped her toes into the lady pond, but I'm not sure. So that's why I said allegedly there. 
No, she was actually married to Ted Danson at one time, and and allowed him to wear black fly, blackface to a uh, to a Friars event. Very very bad. I can see Jerry Seinfeld, the Holocaust. What's up with that? All right, now so I was thinking about this. I was thinking about you know you know how evil the nine eleven terrorists were. Remember how evil that was? How bad that was? That was like the worst thing to ever happen. Still is. As far as I'm concerned. You know what makes it even worse? I want you to think about this. I want you to put yourself on one of those flights. Flight leaving Boston. Supposed to have Marky Mark and Seth Rogen on there. Or not Seth Rogen, Seth uh, McFarlane. Family Guy guy. They missed the flight, though, thank God. Otherwise, no more Family Guys, and we would never have seen, you know, Mark Wahlberg's workout videos. Either. Come to think of it. Um, but anyway, so they hit that magic mark of like 10,000 feet. Wait, wait, if you haven't flown before, this is the way it goes. So they tell you, sit in your seat, put your seatbelt on, we're going to take off. They take off, they get to 10,000 feet, you can undo your seatbelt. And then the one thing that you look forward to on every flight you take. Okay? The one thing you look forward to. You know what that is? That's an ice-cold Dr. Pepper or soda or beer or whatever. You know why? Because it's free. Finally, they're giving us something. Man, you think about that. You ever been on a flight, man, and you had that, that, that cold drink pierces through your lips, and it's so good. And you always tear through it. See, you have to have the trick and ask for the whole can of soda. Otherwise, they just give you that little shit glass. But you're still excited about the shit glass, and that's why you drink it so fast. Ain't nobody has ever drank one. If you've had an hour flight, that thing is done in like two minutes. And you know what those goddamn terrorists did? Let me tell you what those goddamn terrorists did. They got up and they did their yeah, 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 yeah. Probably right after the gal came around asking what you want to drink. So now you're sitting there in fear for your life, and you're thinking, I'm not going to get that drink, am I? Fucking bastards. The one thing, the one thing that I look forward to on a flight. And you took that away from those people, too. Oh, there's a special place in hell for you. (sighs) Fun fact, Whoopi's real last name is Karen Elaine Johnson. She's a real Karen, that's for sure. When she changed her last name to Goldberg, she tried to tell people she's Jewish. Whatever you got to identify to elevate yourself. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, sure. Why not? So, yeah, I I was working on that this morning. So, I, I... if, if it's funny, I hope you laughed. If not, hey, I'm sorry. I tried. Uh, boy, we got some stupid people in this country. These 9-11 terrorists look, took their vehicles to someone other than Patriot Diesel and didn't get their dirt floors refinished by J.S. Foyt. You're goddamn right they didn't. You're damn right. I was going to say, if I was walking down the street, I'd say, hey, that bitch is Jewish. <laughs> All right. 
Oh, I got truths for you today. I've got stories for you today. And I, I just, I, I got to start with this. The, 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 I saw this story yesterday, and then it was on uh, Extra or Entertainment, you know, Hollywood Tonight, whatever. The one with Billy Bush. And bully, Billy Bush has turned into such a pussy. Man, I guess canceling you does do that to you, but he is such a pussy. Just call it out for what it is. Did any of y'all motherfuckers watch that show, The Mass Singer? I ain't never watched one episode of it. Look, I, I'm kind of done with all these competition singing shows. And here, here's the reason why. I'm going to tell you why. How many stars have we turned out from that? Definition of insanity is what? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. TV singing game shows are nothing but pure insanity. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson, okay. Maybe Carrie Underwood, okay. I'll give you those two. My favorite was Kelly Pickler just because she was dumb but hot. Not super duper star. Daughtry, about the biggest dude that's ever, and he didn't even win. So now they got the mass singer on, and if you don't know the premise of this stupidity, it's celebrities, and they wear a mask or some kind of headgear or something, and they sing. And the celebrity judges, Nicole Scherzinger, Jenny McCarthy, Ken Jeong, and Robin Thicke. <laughs> it's Stephanie says singing shows are the bane of my existence. Amen. Amen. Yes, it's a fun show to waste time to guess who the people are, but that's just me. Now, I, I get it. I get it. But I don't understand why there's celebrity judges there. I don't get that. And when two of them decide to make a political statement like they did, because one of the mass singers this week was Rudy Giuliani, you know, America's mayor. And then, oh, my God, he started to represent Donald Trump, and we forgot everything he did for New York, to the fact now that New York is one of the most crime-ridden cities in America again. You remember how Rudy fixed that? You remember that? I remember that, yeah. Um. Oh, another reason why I hate the show, Nick Cannon's on it. Uh so I guess Giuliani comes out and he takes his mask off and Kim Jong and 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 music stealer Robin Thicke they get up and leave. I I mean they get up and leave. Really? You you're walking out from a a plagiarist a shitbag, no-good plagiarist, Robin Thicke, and Ken Jong. Hey, you know why your show didn't do good on ABC, dude? Because you weren't Mr. Chow. See, people like you as Mr. Chow. They don't like you as Kim Jong. I imagine you were liked a whole lot more when you were an actual doctor.
I, I, I think it's very weak on their part to do something like that. These singing and talent shows serve the purpose, give has-been quasi-celebrities employment so they can keep their union dues in good standings for health care, all the while exploiting struggling nobodies who will never see any fame. Amen. Uh, Sarah Palin was on a couple seasons ago and sang Sir Mix-a-Lot. They were pleasant to her. I don't know if they get to pick their own costumes. I'm not sure. All these celebrities are doing are acting like toddlers, yeah. Ryan says, Jen, they designed, uh, the designers make the costumes and let them pick which one they are, like usually, but some have gotten what they wanted. Oh, okay, well, that's cool. So there you go. I, I, I hate all these singing shows. I, I haven't gone over this in a while, and I guess it's time for me to go over it. See, I liked American Idol when it first started. There's a reason why I liked it when it first started. I thought, in in my head, I, I thought it was pretty awesome because you had a judge on there that would tell you if you sucked or not. And that's why everybody liked Simon. Now, I got an update on Simon here in a second. That, that, that guy right there is dumb. Kim Jong, I was so confused thinking you were shortening the North Korean leader's name. I was imagining he was sitting in the audience. Am I not saying his name right? Um, yeah, I, I got to talk about Simon Cowell here next, but the reason why I like those shows is because he would just lay the almighty smack down on somebody that sucked and it was great because you knew you're going to have these morons show up on the show who knew they couldn't sing just to be assholes to get on TV. They dress up like a chicken and they start singing. And you got to put that on TV because, oh, my God, a singing chicken, that's hilarious. And, But, see, that wasn't my favorite. No. I did love Simon. My favorite was this. And it took some real stealthy watching because when American Idol was the biggest show in America, everybody was watching. And I had to watch it for, for my show that I was doing then. We had it, we, we would talk about it the next day incessantly. Because that's what everybody was talking about then. Okay. And I remember watching this show, and, and tryouts were the only time it was worth a shit. That's the only time we really had to watch it was the first two weeks. And I remember I would watch it. Man, and I would lo- I would look for that because they started letting the families come in to, to this and you get to meet the whole family. And it, I, I considered myself an expert on this because I had watched this so closely and so many times. My favorite thing to do was was to peruse the family to find dad. You see... Dad was there. He's the one who drove the whole clan to the tryouts. He stood in line with the family throughout the three-day process. Dad has heard this song that, that, that Junior or the daughter is going to sing at least six million times. He knows the words to this song more than the, the, uh, the original lead singer who ever sang it. I looked for him. 
Because you see, Dad's the only one that gives the honest reaction. Dad knows. Ninety. Uh, let me just say, 90% of the time it was Dad. Every once in a while it was a grandma or maybe an auntie. It was never Mama. Mama never, ever did this. So when the kid goes in to sing and they shit the bed, which we, we, we knew that was going to happen because we watched the, the whole vignette about him. There's dad, not saying a word, in the back. And all of a sudden, because he knows the kid sucks, he can't say anything. He's not going to crush a dream because he's being a dad. So the kid goes up there, they sing, you know, my country tis of thee, and it's fucking terrible. And they get eviscerated by the judges. And there's grandma and the auntie going, I don't know what they hearing. Uh-uh. Where did that Simon go to music school? He's stupid. Uh-uh. You know who you don't see then? You don't see dad. You know why? Because dad's already halfway to the fucking car because dad knew that singer sucked. Let dad tell the truth. Dad took vacation to stand in line with you. And to hear you try to sing... That, that your beautiful song by James Blunt? Dad doesn't want to hear that you're beautiful. Your voice ain't beautiful. Oh, God, I miss those days. Celebrities are just political actors these days to influence the populace into submission. Like, I just wish I would watch a show and not know what the... Yeah, right? I'm right there with you, Douglas. I want to go back to olden times, like, you know, Errol Flynn days. I heard a story about Errol Flynn. He's the guy who originally played uh, Robin Hood when Robin Hood was a man and not in a band trying to rob a city that we talked about the other day. Errol Flynn and, and these old school Hollywood names, Douglas MacArthur and all these people, and, and John Barrymore. Now, John Barrymore is like a Hollywood legend, right? That's Drew Barrymore's grandba, granddaddy. Well, one night playing cards. John Barrymore dropped dead of a heart attack. He was about 55, 60. He dropped dead. So he's at the morgue, right? So a bunch of these rich Hollywood guys go to the morgue, and they say, hey, we want to play a gag on our friend. This is in the 20s. And, like, the 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 guy at the corner's office is like, no, we can't do this. They give the guy 100 bucks cash. A hundred bucks. Now, back in the 20s, a hundred bucks was a lot of money. And what they did is they took this guy's dead carcass and they took it to Errol Flynn's house and they put it on the couch. Errol Flynn gets home and about shits his pants when he sees his dead friend there. They propped up. I mean, that was Weekend at Bernie's before Weekend at Bernie's. Hollywood used to be fun. Hollywood used to be about a party. First year's auditions were the best. I always lost interest halfway through the competition. I watched the first season all the way through, though. Yeah. Um, the, I just watched. The auditions were the only reason to watch for me. Rice says a season or two ago on Mass Singer, they had that singing surgeon that become famous during the stages of COVID. When he was masked, Ken Jeong, started crying and thanking him for his courage during COVID and went on and on about the issues. 
You know where he stood then. Him walking out on Rudy doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't. But here's the thing. Don't do it. Look, you you, want to know what this is? I'm going to tell you what this is. I'm going to pull the screen back. They told those two guys who it was. They told them, hey, wouldn't it be good if you walked out because that would get people talking. Anything that they can do to get people to talk about them, what they did, they set up Rudy Giuliani for that. They set him up. You can like Giuliani. You can hate Giuliani. I don't care. They set him up for this. And look, I just think, to me, to me, that that's just that's that that's carnival. I'd rather go to a fair in a mall parking lot to be entertained. Now. Going back to Simon Cowell, you remember about a year ago, he's got one of these mechan- or electric bike bikes. It, it, it's like half bicycle, half, I don't know, moped. It's a moped. Isn't that what a moped was? Well, remember last year he was riding one of these and he broke his back? Total setup because they've always had conservative singing on the show. There you go, right there. So, motherfucker breaks his back, and I got to give it to him. The stick is that as soon as he got back up and on his own, he was riding one of them electric bicycles again. Not as powerful as the last one, but just two days ago near his home in West London, the judge who is 62 was riding his bike, and crashed again. He only broke his arm this time. Thank God. Now, I'm sure he'll get back on the bike as soon as the arm's up, but... Isn't that the universe kind of trying to tell you something a little bit, too? Like, you get back on the horse, and if the horse bucks you off again... That's the that's the universe. Either saying that's the wrong horse, or you shouldn't be up there. This is the wrong bike, or you shouldn't be up there. <laughs> yeah, Special Kale says, hey, dummy, maybe find another hobby. How great is the word dummy? I, I, I have to say this. I love that word, and I have to be careful because some people don't realize that I'm just using it like Fred Sanford once used it. I mean, you big dummy. Some people take the word dummy really, really personal, and you have to be careful. I And, and I, 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 I forgot who it was, but I said, hey, dummy. And they kind of looked at me, and I thought, I was like, no, I don't mean it like that, but God Dummy is such a, a great word. Hey, dummy. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, dummy. Maybe find another hobby. That just made my day right there. Hey, dummy. I think, you know what? When I did, when I said it, it was to someone I didn't know. That's why I caught myself. I'm like, hey, dummy. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I, I, sorry, I thought you were someone else. Oh, that's such a good word. Oh, it's like the word hate. Hate is such a great word. 
Like this next. This, this, okay, now now here we go. This this, I, this is going to be one of my favorite parts of the show today. This is the lying that we allow to happen each and every day in our world. Are you ready? Let's start with let, let's start with this lie. This headline. The headline is Hunter Biden, the quote low rent porn star, how his sex addiction addiction created a media nightmare for Joe Biden. What a stupid son of a bitch! Once again, see, I haven't read this story at all because I couldn't get past the headline. Hunter Biden, the, quote, low-rent porn star. How his sex addiction created a media nightmare for Joe Biden. What a stupid son of a bitch. Um, Ask family, did... No, nobody told me that I had been in a coma for some time. Because I, I, I'd like to see where the media nightmare for Joe Biden is. H- has anybody seen the media nightmare for Joe Biden that is his son, Hunter Biden? The, anybody? The media nightmare. By the way, I found this story on Fox News. Um, uh, How dare you? What media nightmare? Um, uh, uh, media nightmare, that, that's something that Bill Cosby went through. It's something that uh, Galene Maxwell went through. Those are what you call media nightmares. Exactly. Well, here's the other E. Kale says it, yes. It wasn't a nightmare because they just ignored it. Well, here's technically, yes, but not. Let's remember. Hold on. Hold on. Let, I, I need to find something here. Hold on. Pardon me. Sorry. I should have had this set up. Oh, let's see. Is there a video of that? Oh, here we go. Here we go. This, the media nightmare. Once again, Hunter Biden created for his dad. You know, I spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone... Anyone that you know, I'm sure, Tracy. <laughs> because there'd be crumbs yeah. mixed in and yeah, you just... It, yeah. I mean, I went one time for 13 days without sleeping and smoking crack and drinking vodka exclusively throughout that entire time. Well, were you trying to get an endorsement deal there? Smoking crack and vodka exclusively. Um, he said that on a weekend morning show program. 
He admitted it. Um, where's the nightmare been? This is these are these things that are written and I, I look at and I just go, why do they have to lie to us? Call Mr. Peabody and get the Wayback Machine. He's smoking more cheese like nice Gouda. Yes. I, I, I mean, what the fuck? Not to mention the, 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 the laptop that nobody looked for. Nobody thought of that laptop. That laptop was... Can you imagine... A media nightmare would then have, have been the media going through that laptop. So, lie number one. That, that, that to me was a big lie. This to me, though, this just shows how much this guy cares about his constituents meaning his people. Oh, my God. Remember we talked about this on Monday. Rules for thee, just not me. The pictures of the NFC Championship game where Magic Johnson had Gavin Newsom in his box. Luxury box, not his vagina, his box. At the Rams-Niners game, Neither were wearing masks. Uh, he also had the San Francisco mayor and L.A. mayor, Eric Garcetti, who also did not wear masks. We have what L.A. mayor, Eric Garcetti, has said about it. My mask the entire game, uh, and I, when people ask for, oh I think we should focus on what's real. I wore my mask the entire game, and I, when people ask for a photograph, I hold my breath and I put it here, and people could see that. There's a zero percent chance of infection from that. I hold my breath, ladies and gentlemen. The mayor of Los Angeles has cured COVID by just holding his breath. Hmm. Now, I'm seeing a picture of him. He's not holding his mask. I hold my breath. So now, the next time you walk into a place and they go, hey, uh, excuse me, can you put your mask on? Just go, I'm holding my breath. Because according to the mayor of the second biggest city in America, Eric Garcetti, claiming your breath, makes it impossible to catch COVID. We figured it out. All you got to do to not catch COVID is don't breathe. There you go. Um, this year when we're handing out awards, and that Nobel Award comes out, I, I think we need to give it to Mr. Garcetti there who, Holds his breath to fight this. Uh, this is how the Super Bowl was allowed to happen in California. Yep, every, everybody at SoFi, if you take your mask off, hold your breath. What if I'm eating? Well, try not to breathe when you eat. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, 
Dude, he had a press. This is at a press conference. I mean, he was, he was, he was matter of fact. I think we should focus on what's real. I wore my mask the entire game. And I, when people ask um, for a photograph, uh, I hold my breath and uh, I put uh, it here and people uh, could see that. There's a 0% chance of infection from that. What we need to focus on is. Continue- um, excuse me. Uh, you said, you just said you wore your mask the entire game, correct? Yes. Okay, so when the people came up to take pictures with you and you didn't have your mask on, was that during the game or not? Because you said that you wore it during the entire game. If they came up to you during the game, that means you just lied to us. You lied to us in your initial statement. You see? Once again, right? right? I'm I'm not making up stories here. Let's play them again. Focus on what's real. I wore my mask the entire game. Okay. Th- that's what he said, right? I wore my mask the entire game. And I, when people ask for a photograph, I hold my breath and I put it here and people could see that. There's a 0% chance of infection from there. There it is right there. We need to f- There's a 0% chance. Zero. Okay. People who still believe that masks work should really do the right thing and hold their breath until they no longer breathing. Well... Cut pollution in half and our resources will be available because of less consumers. I fix the economy. Oh, I just laugh. So <laughs> I just laugh so hard I almost spilled out my Red Bull. Good. Oh, there will be footage of this clown without it. Oh, I mean, well, there already is. I mean, beside the pictures, okay. When one asks where my mask is, I just tell him I'm holding my breath. Exactly. There you go. Hey, it works for him. The media is like, ah, okay, well, we'll buy that. He holds his breath. I mean, fuck, dude. By the way, by the way, I do believe, I, I think I did predict this. And I'm not happy that I predicted this. And there is a story out there today that there is video that the police have of this. I'll wait. A San Francisco 49er fan was beaten severely at Sunday's NFC Championship game held at SoFi Stadium down in L.A. Uh, The guy's name is... Daniel Luna. Daniel Luna is 40 years old, remained hospital. And I was hoping his name was like Rob Kardashian. Uh, Daniel Luna remained hospitalized after he was found in a parking lot half hour into the game. Oh, God, he got beat up before the game. Holy shit. Hospital emergency room workers believe he suffered from an assault at the stadium through the upper body and facial area. So, so he got the shit beat out of him. No suspects have been identified, but police and stadium security are looking into it. Um, remember Brian May, or what was that his name? Brian May, that the Giants fan who was put into a medically induced coma, and I believe this guy is also in a medically induced coma. That guy was, what, at a baseball game between the Dodgers and Giants. 
This is a game between the Niners and Rams. I know those two cities don't like each other, but maybe, just maybe, it's time they stop playing one another. Maybe play at a neutral site. I don't know. Are we tired of fans getting completely assaulted at games? Well, Brian May is the guy from Queen, but I think that was also the guy. It might be Brian Stowe. Brian Stowe. It, that, that, that's what it might be. Time to ban San Francisco and L.A. I don't want to go that far, but I don't ever want to hear about how good Niners fans are, Giants fans are, how great uh, Dodger fans are. Look, look, y'all beat the hell out of one another and scare anybody else from going to the fucking stadium. Oh, you think they arrested someone? Okay. I haven't gotten any updates on it yet. I'm waiting on the video. Mr. Luna owns a Peruvian fusion restaurant called Minstura. Is that like period-based? He flew to L.A. to see the game alone after other fans went to attend canceled. Uh, Meek said there wasn't any information suggesting he was targeted. He was just a 49ers fan. He was found with his watch, phone, and wallet. So he just got the shit beat out of him. They beat him up and went to the game. And his friends who went with him, they just step over him. No, he, none of his friends went with him. He went down there alone. Wow. There you go. Probably that way this weekend. Hey, any Bengals fans, be careful. The Rams are on the loose. That's sad. That kind of shit's got to happen. Told you. Oh, yesterday yesterday was a delicious day for this. (laughs) Ogre says, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that refereeing crew were out in the parking lot for the whole thing, but somehow didn't see a thing. (laughs) Yesterday, Senate, (laughs) this guy, uh, Senator... Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader. This guy is in charge of the Senate. He's been there for a hundred years. And decided that he was going to come out and have a press conference yesterday. Oh, please let me do it. Oh, we have it here? Oh, Wait till you hear this. Here you go. The president's pledge to name a black woman to the Supreme Court is historic. There have been 115 justices who have sat on the courts in 1789. Only five of them have ever been women. None until 1981. Only two have been African-American. But never, never has there been an African-American woman who still make up barely 6% of the federal judiciary. And amazing, until 1981, this powerful body, the Supreme Court, was all white men. Imagine. America wasn't all white men in 1981 or ever. Under President Biden and this Senate majority... Uh, Let's just just go ahead and just stop right there. Um, 
would anyone besides Mr. States like to point out the egregious error that was just made by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer? Uh, oh, oh, no kidding. Is it me or others unable to hear? Hello? Check, check, check. Am I there? Hey, Chuck, look at your own fucking skin color. You're white. You have approved a lot of these people, Chuck. But, but you've missed something. Chuck. <whistles> uh, there was a fellow... Who, 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 in 1967 was put on the court? A man by the name of Thoroughgood Marshall? Who just happened to be black and was on the Supreme Court from 1967 until his retirement in 1991. He died two years later at the age of 84. You, you, you dumb motherfucker. How do you leave off? Like, when I saw the story, I was like, what, what about Thoroughgood Marshall? I even knew that. Yeah, Supreme Court's been run by nothing but white men since 1981. Then we put that broad on there, that Sandy Day O'Connor gal. Oh, my God. That is not true, Scott. Holy shit. If that's true... I'm not calling you a liar, but I I need to do some research. There were two different black women candidates that George W. Bush put up, and they were both blocked by... What a stupid son of a bitch. Joe Biden. This country is doomed. It is doomed, not just because of African Americans, but because by 2040... This country is going to be minority white European. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, I figured it out. Mr. Arise started my car and my phone synced there. Okay, good, 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 good. That's a fact? Oh, my God. So a Republican, just like the one that freed the slaves, put up two different black women and Joe Biden voted them down? Is this why Joe so wants to get a black woman up there? Oh, my God. Oh, that, oh, man. Oh, oh, my insides just feel all warm and gooey right now. Oh, that's hilarious. But once again, we got to go back a couple stories about the media nightmare that that Hunter Biden has done. Where where's the media on this? 
Where, where, where's the media on this? Wait, hold on. Let, let's see. Joe Biden was down two women, two black women. Supreme Court. Let's see. President Biden wants credit for nominating the first black woman to the Supreme Court. There is a shameful irony. As a senator, Biden warned President George W. Bush that if he nominated the first black woman to serve on the Supreme Court, he would filibuster and kill her nomination. If you'd like to, thank you, Scott. I did not even realize that because nobody's talking about it. There's the story right there for you. When Democrats derailed her nomination, Bush renominated her in 2005. After that, Brown was eventually confirmed to vote 56-43 after Democrats released her and several other Bush nominees exchanged Republican agreement to eliminate the filibuster for judicial nominations. Biden voted a second time against her nomination. He never explained why. Well, because he's a racist. I can explain why. Because he's a racist. Wow. That's fucking great. That is that is so fantastic. Scott, thank you so much. That totally made my day. I don't understand a lot of things in the world anymore. I know politicians. See, see politicians know Americans better than Americans know each other. Because... Chuck Schumer and these other people that who think it's so important, if that would have been a Republican who had done that, they would have remembered. And they know that the U.S. people aren't going to do I just proved to you that I didn't even do the work. I didn't even do I'm I'm ashamed of myself. But if I don't do the work, most of Americans aren't going to do the work either. And not realize that. And a lot of Americans, they rely on the news. They rely on journalism. They rely on people to come out and say, wait a second, why is he making such a big deal about this? He voted the same woman down twice. (laughs) He's also thinking his dog would bite the judge. Uh, That was the Court of Appeals, not SCOTUS. But but she did, but let me... If you read on in that, she was. Uh, hold on a second. Let's let's go back to this. Um, let's see. Sandra Day O'Connor announced her retirement. Brown was on a short list to replace her. She would have been the first black woman to ever nominated to serve on the. Uh, but Biden appeared on CBS's Face the Nation to warn that if Bush nominated Brown, he would face a filibuster. "Quote: I can assure you that I would be a very, very, very difficult fight." And she probably would be filibustered. Asked by moderator John Roberts, wasn't she confirmed? Biden replied that the Supreme Court is a totally different ball game because a circuit court judge is bound by state di- uh, uh, diocese. They don't get to make new law. What Biden threatened was unprecedented. There had never been a successful filibuster for a nominee of associate justice in the history of the republic. Biden wanted to make a black woman the first in history to have her nomination killed by a filibuster, Bush eventually nominated Samuel A. Alicio Jr. 
Joe, Joe, Joe. <sighs> but he is a racist. Oh, yeah. He, he's still a racist. The article says Brown is going to be nominated, but Bush removed it because of the filibuster. So technically, she was never nominated. But yeah, Biden is a total fucking hypocritical bigot. Yes. Yes. That's the fantastic part of it all. I. I've given up on our government. This government is so fucking trash. They did something yesterday, and they think they've they've won the war. By the way, the the politicians did nothing. A special oorah and nice job and thank you for your service goes out to the members of the United States military who carried out a raid that led to an ISIS killer pretty much blowing himself up because he's a fucking pussy. Abu Ibrahim al-Hajmi al-Kushire. Dead. Now, I'm happy it happened. Happy, very happy it happened. Why are we messing with ISIS? Isn't the Taliban the one running Afghanistan right now? I, I I mean yeah that dude's name is definitely I I mean I tried but Omar yeah. Mahajarifa something September 11th Oh I've heard that Uh Ogre says give a full list of Malcolm X's full speech about the white liberal versus the white conservative Yeah Um he says they're both pieces of shit like all white people but liberals are worse because they pretend to like the black man and cozy up to him and then discard their fox. I've heard I I've heard it it is really a it's a powerful thing that that Malcolm X delivers. Now, I'm not a big fan Malcolm X was a little too militant and a little kooky. I understand what he wanted and I understand that he was tired of fucking putting up with the bullshit. Boy, but he explained that perfectly. Give that a Google. Hate to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Ukraine versus Russia was the exact same propaganda they pulled with Obama, and nothing was going to happen. I believe he said they're wolves in sheep's clothing. Yes. He said something. He goes, but he said they're both wolves, but the the liberal is. So I don't know. I'd look it up, but yeah, I'm way behind schedule. So, But, yeah, look that up. It's, it, it is really an amazing speech that he gave there. Um, but yes, congratulations to these servicemen and women who pulled off this incredibly complex attack. Um, Joe Biden's fucking walking around, chest stuck out yesterday. Motherfucker, you didn't do anything. You said okay. That's what you said. You said okay. More dumb people in our society. Dr. Anthony, or I'm sorry, Mr. Anthony Fauci came out yesterday and said he's mystified that the booster shot rates in the U.S. is lagging. I don't have an easy explanation for this. I do, stupid. Hey, dummy. Nobody trusts your fucking shot. Really. I'm baffled. I'm literally baffled that nobody's taking the booster shot. I, I mean, I mean, really? Really, dude? You're baffled. You're walking around, and you're like, Surprise, surprise, surprise. 
Joe thought he was watching the demolition of a Burger King and wondered who was bringing the fries. Did I, uh, surprise, surprise. No, I have not gotten a booster. I have not. Uh, in other words, he's pissed. People woke the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I good old Omicron is really doing a lot of damage to all this because it's pretty much gone away. I I know there's a stealth version out there. Oh, he said you lied too many times and to be trusted. You should have ended up in a tube sock by his dad. <laughs> That's great. That's like saying you should have been a blowjob. Oh, do I need a booster if I never got the jab? Maybe just a booster seat because I'm a midget. I mean, seriously. I don't, wow, this is so weird. People are not getting the booster. Do they not realize Fauci said it? Because you know he talks in third person. You know, he's the kind of asshole that would refer to himself as the Fouch. The Fouch Cave at his house. Come on into the Fouch Cave. I saw a story yesterday that in World War II, um, the, the Corps of Engineers for the, for the Armed Forces, for the Army, they designed hand grenades to the exact specification as a baseball because every red-blooded American could throw a baseball. I love that story. Hey, thank God Anthony Fauci wasn't there. He would have killed his whole fucking platoon. See, that motherfucker try to throw. The Fauci. Ladies and gentlemen, he's, he, he's going to walk away from this. He's a little old man, but he's not going to let this celebrity fade. You know he's got a publicist. He's got somebody. Somebody's going to offer him a TV show. If they go with the Fouch, I want some fucking royalties. The Fouch. Tony Felch. (laughs) If there's a stealth version, now why would I get the shot if I wouldn't even know I got sick? Tony Felch. The Fouch. We're replacing Dr. Phil with the Fouch. There you go. All right. Phone number 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Mixler. It's a Friday. It's a glorious day, except weather-wise here in the Lone Star State. Today's music... All brought to you by our friends over at Patriot Diesel in Roseville. They're going to fix up whatever problems you got. Cummins, Duramax, Power Stroke, it don't matter. They're experts. They got your back. Check them out. PatriotDieselRoseville.com. Drop by 800 Sweet D, Riverside Avenue in Roseville. Rumor is that Sweet D just ain't the location. See if all these songs have something in common today.
where it began I can't begin to knowing But then I know it's growing strong Wasn't the spring And spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come along Hands Touching hands Reaching out Touching me Touching you
walking dusty painted on the sky misty taste of moonshine teardrop in my eye country roads take me home to the place
so young. And we see you over there on the internet, comparing all the girls who are killing it. But we figured you out. We all know now. We all got crowns. You need to come down. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. You need to come. So I need to do that. Hold on a second. No. Lay down. Get in your bed. That'll not stop him. See? Um, let's see. Uh, so let, let me work on that, Douglas, and I will see. All right, here we go. I'm giving in to the fucking dog. Come on. Let's go. Get in. Get and close. There you go. All right, buddy. Now you can sit and look at the window and bark at people and drool and then want to scratch to get out. Uh, our buddy, uh, somebody's in the news that hasn't been in the news for a while. At least not since his terrible, awful, worthless, stupid Netflix documentary of Part 1 came out where our boy, Colin Kaepernick, that's right, I said boy, I'm sorry, our guy, our brother, Colin Kaepernick equated the NFL draft to slavery. Well, it seems that Colin Kaepernick, fighting for the rights of black men and black people everywhere, was taking his fight to Madison Square Garden this week and attending a game courtside with Spike Lee. Now, this is what the media caught when they when he left. All right, wait for the people to come out. Lots of paparazzi. Oh, I see a big afro coming. Colin, tell us what Colin. Colin Kaepernick. Colin. Colin, how are you? What's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, bum. You're bum. You never throw a football. Hold on, let's go. You never throw a football. You gotta love New Yorkers. You gotta love them. You're a bum. You're a bum. You never throw a football. 
You're a bug. Get in that car. I love that they heckled him leaving the fucking game. Apparently, we're uh, exiting the arena and entering an SUV when the Niners quarterback heard, get out of here. You're a bum. Could never throw a football, one guy added. Get ready for this. Are y'all ready? Spike Lee will direct a multi-part documentary on Kaepernick for ESPN which will have extensive interviews with the formal quarterback. No title or release date has been announced. Is there any reason to still have ESPN? They have ordered a multi-part documentary on Kaepernick. Why? It's been done. It's on Netflix. How is he going to change from the Netflix show to this show? I can't throw a ball either. What the fuck is a ball? Oh, man. Uh, Kaepernick said, da, da, da. They're at the game on February 2nd. They're holding a, a diamond basketball for the 75th year. Colin Kaepernick has a mask on. Spike Lee ain't got a mask on. And his mask says, I know my rights. Please report when this gets released so I know when not to see it. Gladly there, V. Coop. I mean, will I get a free showing of it if I show you my receipt for my reparations payment? Can I see it then, please? Spike Lee loves playing the role of victim. I like some of his movies, but come on, man. Everything isn't about race. I Look, this is, this is the way of our world now. And, and If you don't think Spike Lee is all about race, everything about Spike Lee is all about race. And I liked him at first, too, when he was Mars Blackman. And look, I, I loved uh, – didn't he direct he, – he directed the Denzel movie where uh, – uh, he Got Game. That's one of my favorite movies. I, I love that movie. He Got Game, I, I thought was a totally underrated movie. Jesus Shuttlesworth, that's the kid's name. It's Ray Allen, though in real life. Great movie. Great movie. Chasing Lane and Joe Kelly are in it, too, and it's fantastic. I love all these people, though. Douglas, you, you can't just yell at Spike Lee. I love all these people that play the victim card all the time. Like, you know, Michael Moore. Michael Moore is the biggest victim that there has ever been. I'm going to tell you why he is such a piece of trash. Michael Moore is such a piece of trash because he is the definition of hypocrite. The man who makes all of these, these, these movies about Columbine, and the water and Flint and all this kind of stuff, all these documentaries to expose the truth. Has he done one of those for free yet? Hmm. Has he? I I don't think he has. No, you see, the guy lives in L.A. 
making screen time. Let, let's just take a look. Now, I, I could be completely false, and he might donate all his money to charity, but if he does, then, then that's fine. Michael Moore net worth. Net worth of Michael Moore. Well, well, isn't this interesting? The man who's opposed to everything is worth around $30 million. I'm saying that's pretty damn good. Michael Moore has been angry since Luke Skywalker blew up his sail barge and killed his rancor. Barbara Streisand is jumping the D-platform Rogan bandwagon. These motherfuckers who are so fucking past their prime, they just want to be relevant again. I may just need to get a subscription to Spotify and protest to these lefties. Really? Barbara Streisand has come out and said something? Well, I'm going to tell you that that's going to move a needle. It is. Sadly, Michael Moore has been angry ever since McDonald's took away 39-cent cheeseburger and a bucket of fries. Yeah, he hates Morgan Spurlock. Morgan Spurlock's the guy who made that really successful documentary, Supersize Me. And McDonald's got rid of the Supersize Me menu after that? Fucking bastard. Michael Moore wants to kill him. Douglas, please do get Spotify. I'm not pulling my music. I'm not going anywhere. I'm on Spotify. I ain't going nowhere. You can find this show there. Ooh, look at that. Well, a Jew choosing to take her cause everywhere else but on Whoopi. Ooh, what does Barbara Streisand think about Whoopi's comments? That's quite interesting. Do you know, Mike, you know what you did right there? You opened Pandora's box. You showed us the truth. Do you know what the truth is? This is the truth. Barbara Streisand hit with two major crises this week. Joe Rogan on Spotify or her friend Whoopi Goldberg saying what she said. She can't not address either of them. She has to address, if she addresses one, she'll be fine. She could address them both, but she's not going to. So she's going to go after Joe Rogan. You see, that's what we're supposed to be watching. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm telling you that right now. Special Kale says, I was pissed at the bucket of fries and supersized soda went away. Yeah, so was I. That shit was good. But you get all these people. Colin Kaepernick's another one of them. You, you get all these victims out there. Do you think Netflix didn't pay him to do that documentary? Do you think ESPN is not paying for this documentary? He's still getting paid millions of dollars to represent Nike. Now, question. Have you ever heard of just a random dude being the Nike or any kind of shoe spokesman? I mean, he ain't got a job. He ain't got a job at all. You're on the air. Who's this? Hey, Ernie. Hey, what's up, bud? 
Hey, it's Mark in Detroit. Hey, what's up, Mark? Hey, um, you know, you're talking about all this stuff. Well, he, he, here, here's what it seems to me is that people are eating their young, so to speak. Where you have people like Whoopi or whomever else that are voicing these opinions that other people don't like just after everyone spending so much time kissing their ass and whatever else. Um, you know, it, 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 it's just absolutely disgusting to me because it's like, look, you can have your opinion and that's fine. But don't sit there and lambaste somebody for having it. You know, if that's how they feel, that's how they feel. Now, wait, 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 wait. I'm not bashing Whoopi over how she feels. I'm oh, not bashing, I'm not saying you are. I'm no, just no, saying no, the I, people look, in general. No, this is what people in general are pissed off at. Mm -hmm. Is that exactly. if some, no, no, Mark, hold on a second here. I'm going to turn you down. I let you talk. People are mad that Whoopi Goldberg comes out and says what she said. That the Holocaust wasn't about race. Now, imagine if someone from the other side said something like that. They would be canceled immediately. We would never hear from them again. That's what people are sick of. They're sick of the double standard. The mayor of Los Angeles goes out and says he holds his breath. That's how he avoids it, by not wearing a mask, even though he's got mask mandates all over the place. What people are tired of is the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy of, of Barbara Streisand, who is Jewish beyond Judaism. I think the only other person next to Seth Rogen and Jerry Seinfeld, that people know is a, a Jew, a practicing Jewish person, is Barbara Streisand. And she can't make a comment on this, but she's going to be mad because they want to silence, they want to take Joe Rogan off of Spotify. They want to take him off. The White House went after Joe Rogan this week. Do we not remember that? The White House, who went out and killed a bunch of Taliban, or I'm sorry, ISIS people yesterday that continue to fuck this country over each and every day. But they're worried about what some fucking podcaster is saying? I mean, honestly, look, look, I ain't, I, I'm not taking anything away from Joe Rogan at all, because I do the same job. I'm a podcaster. He and maybe about five or six other people are looked at as good podcasters, and they'll call it. But because there are six trillion podcasts out there, nobody takes podcasters seriously. You don't hear Howard Stern talking a lot of shit on Joe Rogan, because Howard Stern knows that Joe Rogan will whoop his ass. But the White House wants to take him off Spotify. You see, if he was on regular radio, they could do it. 
because it's a privilege to broadcast on public airwaves. That's why you can't say things like shit and fuck and hot and pussy. Or you can say hot, but you can't say hot pussy. Okay? They'll, they'll yank you off the air. But see, then the internet came around. And when the internet came around, it was the World Wide Web. Even though, you know, Al Gore said he invented it. It was the World Wide Web, which meant there's no rules. Now, in other countries, countries of communist people where you have no freedoms, they can choose to ban websites, as they've done in North Korea and China and other Russia. In Canada, for example, if you were to write on your Facebook page in Canada, I think Prime Minister Pierre is a piece of moose shit. They can take that down in Canada. Here in America, you put whatever you fucking want up there. The government ain't going to take you down. Now, if you cross community standards on the the social media page, they can take you down. Yes, absolutely. You agree to all that, but the government can't. Oh, no, the government can't. But here's the government saying, take this man off your platform. If you don't, if, if, if you don't see the scariness in that, man, oh, man. I'm mad that she came out and claimed some bullshit as facts, and she sounds extremely uneducated. She probably is. I mean, I, I mean, I'm tired of all this bullshit. Thanks, man. I followed you. Uh, I use Spotify, free Spotify currently, which is gracias. I'll have to check it out later today. Thanks, man. Okay. Got you another. Look at that. Look at that. People getting followers left and right on this show. This show is awesome. Yeah, but. This whole thing, I don't even get any more. Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos got the shit beat out of him when he was growing up, didn't he? Let's all let's all have a little conversation here. Let's go back to when we were in high school, shall we? Let's all go back to our high school days. Hey, look, man, some of them weren't as cool as others. I understand. I understand, but you look at Jeff Bezos now compared to what he looked like 30 years ago when he was in high school. Jeff Bezos Bezos got the shit beat out. How many swirlies did Jeff Bezos get in high school? I bet you to this day, Jeff and Jeff walks around. And he makes for sure his underwear ain't hanging anywhere near out of his pants because that motherfucker is going to get the uber-duber wedgie, the atomic wedgie. He just looks like that. And, you know, this is, I think this is what I like about him is that he survived all that. I don't really like him, but I got to say there's parts of him I just look at and I go, okay, all right. Because you look at the guy, and you know he was a total loser in high school. Total loser. He was probably in, like, 
He, he, he might have been in band, and he played like piccolo or something, or oboe. You know, something that a guy usually doesn't play. And he, he would just get railed. People would, like, throw their chicken nuggets at him, maybe some mashed potatoes. Then the swirly happens. That's where they stick a kid's head in the toilet and flush it. Okay, so you got all that happening, right? And he vows that someday, someday he's going to be cool. Someday he's going to work his ass off. And I'll give it, I'll give it up to him. I will give it up to him. That Jeff Bezos started something in a in an office and he has turned it into a global phenomenon known as Amazon. He's the richest man in the world. And he deserves every bit of credit where I give it out. Yeah, he played the triangle. June, when I was in high school, I never heard of someone actually getting a swirly. When I was in middle school, there was all this talk. Granted, I got bullied, so I'm glad it didn't happen, as I could have been the victim of one. Um, all right, so so let's move on. So Jeff Bezos a couple weeks ago, you know, Jeff Bezos has built fucking rockets. He's flowing, flying into space. He's got a rocket ship that's built to look like a penis. I'm honestly surprised that there's not like a big, thick fuel line on the side of it that goes up in like an S movement. Big old veiny wiener flying up in the sky. <laughs> when it takes off, it doesn't just like shoot out a little bit, emit a little bit out of the top. So Jeff Bezos goes out last week and spends $200 like, million dollars to get his name put on a building. They didn't ask him for it. He went to them. It was like the, the the Aeronautical Institute or whatever. He paid them $200 million to put his name on the building. Okay. Benefit from being both big and fat, so good luck lifting me up. Also, I was friends with a lot of football players because they were junior ROTC together and like a brotherhood. Yeah. Dude, when I was in high school, I never... Oh, I read that one. Uh, no swirly is for high school ogre. Yeah, I never got one. I, I don't think we ever even gave one, but we had heard of it. So, so Jeff Bezos spends his $200 million, get his name on that. So, in it, essentially, he bought a nickname. And let, let, let's, all, let's all just walk by the cool guy table. Yes, I'll be sitting at the head of that table, the cool guy table. Everybody that walks by or has passed by the cool guy table knows that you are never, ever, to give yourself a nickname. Nobody ever gives themselves a nickname, and you can't buy stuff like that to make you look cool. You're, you're pulling a can't buy me love. That, 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 you, you know the Patrick Dempsey movie where he went from total dork to total hottie Banging all these cheerleaders left and right. The one that got away, the one he wanted the most, is who he paid the most to be with. And once they found out it was all false, they kicked him out. Jeff Bezos has too much money to kick out. And now we're finding out what kind of dickhole he is. The Dutch port city of Rotterdam 
will be dismantling a historic bridge to allow room for Jeff Bezos' super yacht to pass through it this summer, and the locals aren't happy. Oh, you think? His $485 million super yacht is being built by the Ocean Shipyard in Amsterdam, or, or Albasternum, Netherlands, and will pass through the port city. To make room for the yacht, the middle section of the huge steel bridge will be removed. Bezos will pay for the deconstruction of the bridge, of course. No! No, 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 no. Yeah, he just got a first hot shot for four days at college gym. All right. Yeah, he's not just a rich guy. He's a fucking Bond villain. He really is. And see, that, and he's gone too far, see? There's some people that were nerds in high school that you, you, you buy it back and you act accordingly and, and the cool guys let you in, okay? That's all you got to do. Cool guys let you back in because, you know, you didn't, you, we, we were all stupid in high school. One of my buddies, look, look I, I was not, I was not a horrible kid in high school, but I, I, I lived with the cool guy thing. I, I was lucky. I, I'll say it, I was lucky. And there was a kid in there, and I was a fat kid in high school, but I wasn't the fat kid in high school. That happened to be another guy. And we picked on him all the time. And later in life, I've apologized to him. I wouldn't say I bullied him. I never bullied him, never beat him up or anything. But, you know, he was never ever welcome in our circles. Uh, but I apologized to him. I said, I was a stupid high school kid, and I apologized. And he, he, he accepted my apology, and we moved on. Now, see, that guy, he gets to be in the cool guy area. Why? Because he moved on in life. He's cool now. Things are cool. Jeff Bezos never did that. Jeff Bezos is probably, I will say this right now, and you know what, if he does this, I'll tell you this right now, if he did this, I would fucking have a newfound respect for him. Jeff Bezos goes back to his hometown, finds the kid who bullied him the most. This would be so, this would be glorious. Finds a kid who gave him the most swirlies, the most heads in the toilet, and then buys up all that person's property and fucking kicks him out on the streets. Now that would be retribution right there. That's a way you use your money to get in the cool guy club. How awesome would that be? How, I want you to think about that. Go to the person that you despised most when you were in high school. Man, why can't I just come up with one? Now, you've got that person locked into your brain. Now, I want you to think you're the richest person in the world, and you can do whatever the fuck you want. And you want some retribution. Oh, 
I don't think that guy wants to do uh, the cool guy club. Everybody wants to be. Alicia, come on. Alicia. Alicia. Everybody wants to be in the cool guy club. Come on now. Um, I think he's fine being himself because he didn't need a group to elevate himself. He found that strength within himself. This is where I give it up to him. I mean, he he is he he built himself up, but he he and a uh, little uh, e- Elon Musk, they go back and forth. Whenever somebody's richer and they announce that they're the richest, and then it goes back and forth. There's a part of him that wants to be part of that cool guy club. See, the problem is the cool guy club isn't the richest people. No, 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 no. That that's too easy. That's far too easy. You got to earn your way into the cool guy club. The cool guy club, you know, in high school suggested that you were cool. Didn't have to be on the football team. Like nobody in the cool guy club like reads for pleasure. Nobody does that. That that's just stupid. Reading for pleasure. You can't buy your way in. And see, See, I think some of these guys, the only way you can kind of buy your way in is if you were to do that thing where you buy out your your enemy and kick them to the streets. That's pretty fucking Bond villainish right there. On face value, that's who I would say too, but Musk says a lot of shit I agree with. Rather seeing uh, Don't Look Up, I could see him being that rich dude who wants to keep the asteroid for the minerals and inevitably dooms Earth. Yeah. Look, both of you... Ah, believe that people that want to be in that group are just missing something in life, and they can't. Uh, that's the acceptance. That's the cool guy club. I wasn't in it. We had plenty of groups. I was sort of a wanderer. I meshed with people in all groups. Yeah, and and that's look, look, look. See, that's the whole thing about high school. High school is all about the groups and the cliques. You had the cool guys. You had the jocks. You had the ropers. You had the rockers. You had these people, and, and, and you could go around these groups, and these groups would mesh with each other, even the cool guy group. But once you didn't mesh with the group, you never went back to that group. You had all those people, like you know, the Jesus freaks. The Jesus freaks were my favorite. Because, man, they would run you down in school. Talking about, oh, is it cool to drink and chew tobacco, Arnie? And then the night of graduation, they come up to you and ask you to buy their beer. Oh, that was so fantastic. Oh, I made so much money. But there you go. Jeff Bezos is going to pretty much cut down a bridge just so his new boat can come home to daddy. I I read this story last week, and I still don't understand, but hey, okay. I didn't realize that he was into it. Floyd Mayweather Jr. will be driving the money team Chevrolet at this year's Daytona 500. By the way, the money team is Floyd Mayweather Jr., I'm blown away by this. 
Floyd Mayweather Jr. has got a car in NASCAR now? I don't know about you, but I'm thinking about the song, you know, where worlds collide. How's Floyd going to fit in the good old boy world? Now, I look, 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 I know Michael Jordan's already in it, and he's got uh, the black driver. Kaz Gralla, the driver of the number 16 Getty Air Conditioning Chevrolet during the Coke 0400 in 2021, will be the driver now of the 50, the number 50 car. That's that's funny. 50 and 0. Uh, he says it's not to be behind the wheel for Floyd Mayweather's entrance into NASCAR. Ooh, he needs to qualify into the race as the team does not have a charter that guarantees him a spot. Man, oh, man. Boy, that's a boss I wouldn't want to let down. I wouldn't want Floyd. I mean, you know, he's he's a middleweight, so he ain't going to hurt me that bad. But if you're a driver, you ain't that big either. You don't want to let down Floyd. If Floyd can beat up the big show, he can beat, he can NASCAR. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I was just trying to come up with, with NASCAR drivers yesterday, and I couldn't come up with any. He better not go to any garages in their doors. No shit. Bubba Wallace, that's the black driver who drives for Michael Jordan. Hey, man, I'm I'm all for it. We need to get NASCAR back. NASCAR, I, you know, I watch these TikTok videos, and I come across all these ones that, that are interviews that Dale Earnhardt Jr. is interviewing people that were in the hospital the day that Dale died. I mean, honestly, that was such a loss to that community. And by that community, I mean NASCAR. The South, because it was Dale Earnhardt. Like, Dale Earnhardt, the greatest. You think great athletes, and I got to see Dale Earnhardt drive in person at Sears Point, when it was called Sears Point. I don't know what it's called now. NASCAR used to be awesome. Now, was it awesome because it was the good old boys and they were racing, they were bumping, they were fucking doing everything? That then little, you know, kind of faggoty European cars were just, they sounded like lawnmowers. These sounded like cars. It was great. I think it has been homogenized so much. I think NASCAR now is probably one of the most homogenized sports that's out there. But I still love it. I will watch part of the Daytona 500 no matter what because it is the Super Bowl of stock car racing. Mm-hmm. Earnhardt dying was like JF, JFK to that community. I was watching the race, and I saw it happen. So did I. Turned the TV off as soon as he crashed because it was a regular-looking crash. So, all right, Dale's out. Because this was the race that eluded him so long. He finally did win one. I had tears rolling down my eyes when Dale Earnhardt won. It was fucking awesome. 
It's changed so much, though. Change. I, I mean, like like NASCAR. I had a hard time watching it after Dale Earnhardt died, and I, I really, honestly, I don't watch much now. But I mean, in the days before of Davy Allison, uh, Alan Kowicki, Rusty Wallace. NASCAR was great, man. NASCAR was the shit. NASCAR was awesome to watch. Yeah, I thought it was a misreported uh, at first. It looked like such a nothing accident. I, well, I was living in Seattle. I hate this story so much. Um, I was living in Seattle at the time. A friend had flown up and uh, was hanging out. We were hanging out. And I said, I just want to watch the end of the race. And watched it, watched Dale crash. I said, okay, let's go, let's go get some lunch or whatever. So when I'm coming out of lunch, I get a text message. And it says, sorry to hear about Dale Earnhardt. And I said, yeah, it sucked watching him crash, but uh, he'll probably, I, I said, he'll still win the Winston Cup because I still called it the win. And to this day, I still call it the Winston Cup. And text message came back said, no, he died. And, of course, you know, I sent some expletives. I was like, bullshit, fuck you. And then the story was sent to me. And I was taking my friend to the airport, so I was like, okay, I, I've got to keep it together. I cried like a baby. It was Dale Earnhardt. I miss him so much. Imagine a world with Dale Sr. still in it. Holy shit. He wouldn't be putting up with a lot of this shit in the world. I was at my great aunt's and uncle's house for a family get-together, and we had the race on in the background. None of us really big fans of NASCAR, but but sports in general. We all who knew Dale was, though, and we walked in the TV room when it was announced, started talking about the uh, crash happening. Wow. It was that Bill French Jr. that came out and said, we lost Dale Earnhardt today. It was like me hearing Kobe died in Party City buying things for a big Super Bowl party in 19. Whole store went silent uh, when they heard me tell my wife, wow. It's, uh, and, and this is the thing. You know, it's weird that this story about Floyd Mayweather breaking into NASCAR gets us this. This is why sports matter. This is why I get it. I get it because sports matter to me. I get the rants, and I'm not going to tell Ogre to not be upset that that there was bullshit calls in there because sports fucking matter. Last week, the NFC Championship game, the, the, the Rams were gifted the Super Bowl. Really? just like they were against the Saints. And you want to know why those people in New Orleans, what, a few years ago, like two million of them gathered in the street and were protesting? Two million? Maybe not two million. Maybe it was like 200,000. It was a lot. More than four. 
because sports matter. Tonight's the beginning of the Olympic Games. And they're in disarray because it's in China. And they're doing all their bullshit with China and all this kind of stuff. But see, the China thing is like what I always talk about. That's what we're supposed to be looking at. Well, what are we not supposed to be looking at? I don't know who it is. I don't know who the evildoers are. I don't think it's the right. I don't think it's the left. It's people out there. But they're trying to make sports not matter. By, by by allowing these games to go on in such a communist-ridden place. They're doing it, and, and they don't think we should be because sports don't really matter. What's the big deal about a transgendered athlete who goes into a sport that they truly love and then dominates it against the sex that he was not born? What does it matter? What does it matter? It's only sports. It's only a game. I don't know about you, but man, when people say that shit to me that it's only a game, I get I I I, I have to I I have to just you know count to five hundred five thousand and sixty. Mm. Um. Uh, but but sports matter. No matter what it is. Fuck! I watched some curling last night. It was fucking awesome. Just read a story where a Dutch reporter was forced physically out of his booth. Well, uh, Will Thomas is ranked in the mid four hundreds in men's swimming. Guess where Leah Thompson ranks in women's? Yep. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, isn't, isn't that crazy? And th- that track athlete from Connecticut that we talked about, who was the fastest girl in Connecticut for three years straight, and then all of a sudden, these two young men who decided, oh, now's the time to become a girl, oh, they break her records. Braddy kid, amen. If it's just a game, why do we keep score? Because it matters. I don't care who your team is. It matters. It sometimes sticks at your crawl when your team loses. It matters. Don't let anybody tell you differently. And enjoy those sports. I mean, and they could be anything. They could be people throwing darts. Darts is a sport over in England. People fucking give a shit for that. I mean, that's one of the most watched things on TV there. Darts. Let's see. All right, we'll do this one here. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) God damn it. Oh, man. (sighs) Talking about sports and Super Bowl. One of the commercials has been sort of released. Gwyneth Paltrow takes a bite out of her, quote, This smells like my vagina candle in a new Eber Eats Super Bowl commercial. 
This candle tastes funny. Not bad, but funny, the actress says to herself after taking a bite out of the candle. Here you go. This candle tastes funny. Not bad, but funny. This is for Uber Eats, I guess. Oh, Jesus. Why, why do they keep the need to, to, to be out there that Gwyneth Paltrow sells genitalia-themed candles through her health and wellness company, Goop? She launched a, quote, hands-off-my-vagina abortion rights candle. Does it smell like discharge? I mean, I mean, seriously. Oh, fuck's sake, Bubba's crying again. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why. This is so gross. Just stop it. Stop it right now. Her and her weird... I feel bad for her kids. Hey, can your mom get me some of that, some of her vag uh, candles in my room? Fucking weirdos. Jesus. All right, phone number 775-357-FANS, ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com as the tributes to the Ask Arnie songs continue. <laughs>
So, yes, I, I don't know if anybody picked up on it, but, yeah, it's very, very subtle. Very, very subtle. But it's in there. Was it frankly that uh, that Frank that said that Marilyn was a complete slob, that her room was a disgusting pigsty? I don't know if that were He said that. I don't think that was about Marilyn. Because I think when Frank was with Marilyn, let me, let me get my history all set up here. Because Marilyn was originally with Joe DiMaggio. Okay? And everybody loved DiMaggio because DiMaggio's a ball player. DiMaggio wouldn't say shit if he had a mouth full of it. He was kind of a puss. 
and Marilyn walked all over him. First one she walked all over him with was Frank. And Frank kind of pushed her off, I think, onto JFK, who then pushed her off onto RFK. And then, you know, she went on to overdose and all that kind of shit. But, uh, uh, fuck. The amount of ass that fucking Frank Sinatra slayed. I heard a story about Frank Sinatra yesterday that, like, he showed up at some kind of, like, restaurant or something. And it was too late to eat, and he punched the guy in the face. That's like, no, that's my celebrity. Oh, yeah? Oh, it's too late to make something to eat for Frank fucking Sinatra? Wham! Marilyn was banging like the entire Rat Pack like a timeshare. Original, that's news to me. I thought these people were covering your songs. Yeah, well, you know, I I don't like to bring that up. But yeah, oh man. See, that was those were the days. I mean, even Sammy had a place there. Glass eye and everything. The amount of dick Marilyn pulled at a girl. Oh, yeah, she was throwing that pull around. She was throwing it around. But, hey, and, and that's why everybody loved her. Can't blame her. Fuck, she got hers. I got no problem with it. I think it's a horrible double standard out there. Gal should be able to throw it out there. Now, this, is, this next story is a very important message that I need everybody to listen to. How going vegan could actually save our planet. Nope, 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 nope. I, I'm not making this up. This is an actual story. They could eliminate, if you eliminated all meat from our diets, we would slash global carbon emissions by 68%, a new study claims. A total elimination of meat production around the world in 15 years could slash a global carbon emission by 68% and save Earth from global warming. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't write down global warming when currently it's 27 degrees in Rockwall, Texas, when the average temperature is 57 degrees in Rockwall, Texas. If you call it climate change, I'll at least read your story. But instead, what you want to do is throw that propaganda bullshit out there. What did I say? Did I say get in your bed? Get in your bed. Come on. Come on. You're being an asshole today, Bubba. I got to tell you, you are not pleasing me today. Get up on the couch, look at the snow, bark at our black neighbors, damn dog. There he is. He's taking form. Um... Researchers have performed computer modeling scenarios of the future greenhouse gas emissions, eliminating all animal agriculture in the next 15 years would reduce greenhouse gas emissions and pull carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. Now, let's go ahead and just discuss, shall we? First of all, Arias says, stop trying to take our meat away. Andrew says, but murders would jump 200%. 
Alicia's laughing at Bubba. Um, let me also say this. Not only are, are, are murders up, but every fucking farmer is dead. The oldest profession in the world is farming. The second oldest is hooking. So the thing that we do better than anything else, if we were put to the test, because it's in our, it's in our genetics, we know how to farm. We know how to make shit grow. But you can't do that anymore, unless it's vegetables. And then what are you going to fertilize it with? Because you ain't got no animal shit to do that to. Because, and by the way, I know that they're talking about eliminating it, but uh, what about, like, the thousands or millions of chickens that we're unleashing to the world? Are we, are, are, are our streets of our major cities going to be overrun by, by street-tough chickens now? Yeah, but we would all be suffering from those health problems like what happens to all those vegans and vegetarians you see on social media. I don't know what you're talking about there, but... To quote our own very peppermint patty, good old Jin P. Sucky... They can get another job. Yeah. Oh, you've been farming. You're a, you're a nine-generation farmer. You can get another job. Have you thought about, I don't know, stand-up comedy? Do you want cannibalism? Like, take away our meat, and I swear some people start looking at their neighbors drooling. We're omnivores for a reason. Amen. The red states' economies would suffer. That would be a a part of the plan. Yes, but the blue states would be eating themselves. We'll have a live version of Cock of the Block. No shit. My God. This is the stupidest sounding thing. And Take it all away. There you go. Take it all away. We get rid of all farmers. No more dairy. Nope, can't have that anymore. Uh-uh. By the way, how overrun would you ever get in a lake again due to all the dead fish that are in there from the overpopulation of fish? Mm. And to allow deer to starve in the woods mm, because there are too many of them. So in, in, instead of that, let's let them go ahead and suffer. I love it. See, this is the thing about these people. And it took me to a a real eye-opening event. And even vegans didn't like when this was said. And it was said on Yellowstone this year. Kevin Costner said, I don't know who wrote it, but whoever wrote it's a genius. You want to get rid of all the farmers and all the ranchers and all that kind of stuff? Great. You want to, you ever grow anything? You kill everything that's in the ground. So how cute does your animal have to be to save it? That's where it comes down to it. Because to get that cauliflower people, uh, 
that, that you love, Douglas, there that you're talking about? You got to grow that shit in the ground. You're killing bugs. You're killing shit like that, and those people can't have that, so you can't even plant that shit anymore. So what now? Are we going to be developing our food now in a lab somewhere? Is that what we want? I, I, I don't know. This isn't going to be my lifetime, though. You try to eliminate meat from my lifestyle? Jesus Christ. I'll be eating your neighbor's dogs. I'm just going to tell you that right now. If I'm feeling like, you know, like Asian, maybe maybe I'll eat a cat. I don't know. I don't know what I'll be hungry for. You got a horse? Not anymore, you don't. Douglas is taking one for the team because he's eating as much cauliflower pizza as he can. (laughs) I love that their way of life, that they believe in it so much that they say your way is going to make us go extinct. How about this? If you don't want to eat meat products... (laughs) Bob's attitude all of a sudden just, I'm a good boy, Dad. Yeah, no, it didn't. Um, but but here, how about this? How about this? If you don't want to go out and eat meat, then, hey, more power to you. Don't eat no meat. I'm cool. It doesn't bother me. I'm not going to walk up to you. Like, I, I've known plenty of people that are, are vegetarians, some vegans and stuff like that, and I don't go... Have you ever tried me? Hey, that's the way you live. You don't want to eat that? Fucking great. Cool. I hope you don't mind that I will be. And if you do mind, fuck you. I don't understand this. We're trying to save you. Why? You're you're trying to make... Is this the old thing where, where this is how you can trust your spouse? is if they bite into something and they go, oh, my God, this tastes like shit, and then they put the spoon in front of your face. Try it. Why would you want your loved one to try a bite of shit? It's not because you love them. It's because you want them to suffer. I've never got, I've never got, oh my God, this is terrible. Try it. No, thanks. <laughs> you already handled that review for me. Our coach is a vegan, but we've gotten him to eat pheasant, and one of our teammates got him drunk and take a bite of a burger. <laughs> oh, if I was your coach, I'd make you pay for that so badly. Ah. <sighs> Meat-heavy diets not only risk our health, but that of the planet. As livestock farming on a massive scale destroys habitats and generates greenhouse gases. Don't eat it. Don't contribute to it. I don't think he has a good, 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 good. What? By, by the way, what, what happened to just, hey, you don't like that? Oh, okay, let's move on. Now they want to outlaw our food. They want to take burgers away. No. Uh-uh. No, it ain't going to happen. Sorry. Sorry there, vegan people. 
You think that happens? If that happens, we will be speaking. I don't know what language we'll be speaking. You know, if that happens, that means that the fucking, the, the millennials and the, the Generation Z one somehow. I think they're the only crybabies that could outcry baby fucking communists. And I do not want Generation Z running the world. Because they won't know what to do. God damn. Uh, okay, staying on the foods list. Uh, what does it say? Oh, health experts around the world say these are the worst foods for your health. Number one, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. They say the worst food for your health is bacon. The World Health Organization has classified bacon in the same category as tobacco when it comes to carcinogenesis. A doctor referred to the process by which normal cells are transferred into cancer cells. We had done a good job asking people to give up tobacco, but how come we have not done a good job asking them to give up bacon? So there you go. They're equating bacon and tobacco. Well, uh, the World Health Organization would hate me because I enjoy both. Yeah, but that's what makes bacon taste so good. Mmm, mmm. I can taste the cancer. See, this is the game. I should be an ad writer. That's my new one. That's my new flavor. And just to just piss off those people, you bite into a big old greasy piece of bacon and go, Mmm, I can taste the cancer. The second worst thing for us to eat. Turkey bacon. I can finally agree with that. Yes. Correct the mundo. Turkey bacon is horrible. They say turkey bacon isn't a healthier choice. I don't give a fuck about health. It tastes like shit. I just saw that Oklahoma's number six pig pork producer in the U.S. We like bacon. Oh, it's because it's delicious. And this is when we finally become United America, the fight against the, the bacon ban. Turkey bacon. Uh, what do they say about it? Uh, like turkey, I explained that the processing that makes the meat harmful, so replacing bacon with turkey bacon makes it healthier, is misguided. So it doesn't make any better. So all you guys out there, oh, I'm thinking about all you guys who are my age and maybe a little bit older that had to give up bacon, but yet you still needed that crispy treat in the morning and they got you turkey bacon, and you've choked that down for the last 12 years. Freedom at last, freedom at last. Thank the Lord, I'm free. Free at last. You go to your freezer right now, 
You grab all that fucking turkey bacon that your wife has forced you to eat because, John, it's the healthier choice. And you throw that shit out into the streets. Be gone. And never eat turkey bacon again because it's just as bad. So if it's just as bad, why don't I have the good one? I can see it now. Same marchers, protesters, and rioters from recent years all together fighting the bacon haters. Fucking BLM and Antifa making poster board signs together, holding hands and chanting about their beloved salty meat sticks. Now, here we go. Number three, the worst food that you can have. I'm only going to do like five because they got, oh, come on, number nine. Number three, this this one's going to kick me right in the nuts. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you. Fried foods. Oh, shit. Uh Uh-oh. I'm here to tell you. That you you can you can pry that fucking fried food out of my cold dead fucking hands. Getting rid of fried food, i.e., chicken fried steak, fried chicken, onion rings. Mm. Get rid of fried foods. Can't do it. Nope, I can't do it. I, I look, look, I, I, I helped you guys with the bacon and the turkey bacon. I got you off. I've got, I've got you away from the turkey bacon. They can say fried foods are bad. I don't care. They are delicious. There's some nutrition in there somewhere. I know that I'm getting some sort of vitamin whatever Q L. I don't know. I'm getting something from it. Cause man, oh man, you tried to take my fried chicken away from me. We're going to have problems. We're going to have big problems. Now, see, number four, I could get on this one, uh, but I won't because I think it's un-American. Get rid of them potato chips. Now, 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 come on. Potato chips are made from a vegetable. That's I'm going to the next lib march, and I'm throwing raw turkey bacon in the crowd. So basically, if you're going to the fair this year, pick a snack because they fried food alley will all be banned. Yeah, yeah, that 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 one vendor that sells the shitty fucking I you know snow cones there, boy, they're going to be making a record year this year at the fair if they ban fried foods. Uh, Adria Paul, a medical advisor. Chimes in on what popular snack bad is, is bad for you. Chips are known to be the unhealthy for a number of reasons. They're low in nutrition, high in cheap fats and sodium. This obviously varies by brand, but health-conscious consumers want to avoid chips as a snack. If you're craving, craving crunchy foods, opt for nuts or veggie snacks like kale chips. Mmm. I'm just going to tell you right now, if you come up to me 
And you offer me a Lay's, a Pringle, a Ruffle, a, a, a Lay, a, I, I don't care, a chip. And then on the other offer, you offer me a kale chip. I am going to slap the taste out of your mouth and take every one of them chips you offer me the first time. Kale chips. What the, what the hell is wrong with you? Kale chips. I can't stick kale chips in, 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 in French onion dip. Mm-mm. Earlier said you didn't know about vegans' health problems, but I've seen many vegans give themselves intestinal digestive problems and vitamin deficiency. Okay, all right. Hey, fair enough, Christopher. I, I, I didn't know if you were joking or what, but I was like, wow, okay. If anybody uh, gives uh, me kale chips, they're going to catch these hands. Oh, Andrew, you know I want those hands. Oh, would you like some broccoli or cauliflower? Oh, fucking A, man. Am I being treated? I tell you, if I ever lost my sense of taste, I will tell you this, and, and smell, if, if, if I got the horrible and, and dreaded last year... And some freaky thing happened, and I never got my smell or taste back. I am just telling you this right now. I would probably be cut like a Greek god, because I'd eat all that shit. You know why? It's cheap. I would fill up on fucking broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, all them real vegetables. Why am I going to, why do I want to spend money now on shit that I buy that tastes good? Hell, I'll eat the shit out of kale and spinach. That salad shit's fucking filling for my fat. I, I, I don't even need salad dressing. You know why? Because I can't taste nothing. Brussels sprouts, give them to me by the handful. You don't even have to cook them. Fuck, I'd eat okra. I need all that shit. You know why I don't eat it right now? Because it tastes like shit. Hell, I might even eat a bucket of shit. If you get enough money down for oh, we could, we could fucking, we could load, we could rake in the money. Now, that would make me sick probably, but whatever, man. If we can make thousands of dollars, go on that, you know, the America's Got Talent. It shows them like emptying... <laughs> No, I'm not even going to get into it. That's fucking terrible. Catch the vid. <laughs> Lose taste and smell and eat some ass. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. <laughs> At least the taste and smell is the best part of eating ass, though. Mm, fried okra and Brussels sprouts are delicious. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, to you. Eat, eat them all. Hey. Eat every single one of them. You can have them. If they ever get delivered to my house, I'll call you. Here you go. Check it out. (sighs) Now, they're giving men a break. Ladies, I hate this. I really do hate this. This is bullshit. This This is part of this world I don't understand. They're giving men a cop-out yet again. Oh, God. Men with sex addiction, which, by the way, I don't believe in, um, 
have higher levels of the love hormone, oxytocin, the study reveals. So ladies, stop blaming your man. This is in his body. He has so much love to give that he can't just give it to you. Men with sex addictions have a higher levels of love hormone, oxytocin, than others. This was found by comparing 64 sex addicts to 38 normal men using blood tests. So, see, ladies, it's not his fault that he's addicted to sex. He made a commitment to you. Oh, I'm from the South and don't eat okra. How's that? Because okra tastes like shit. Arise says, but women don't. Well, they weren't done in the study here. Isn't that isn't it so convenient now that you're going, oh, I'm a, I'm a sex addict. Yep, that's what it is. I'm a sex addict. Why don't you stop this? Look. I, I, I hate it. I'm not even going to get into the whole thing about why I really don't believe in that. But whatever. Just look. If you're if you're addicted to sex, then do, th- this is the easiest thing to do. Don't get married. There you go. You're addicted to sex. Yeah, but I love this person. Yeah, but you're going to ruin that by having sex with somebody else. So just just admit you really, really like this person. You're not willing to give up the rest of your life for this person because you're addicted to sex. Okay, all right. Even though you won't die if you, you didn't have sex. Oh, I know it might feel like but you ain't going to. Isn't it the same if I can't go a day without jerking it off a couple times? Well, sex addicts, well, they, they do it all the time. They're always doing it. I mean, the sex addict, if they're not having sex, then they're having sex. It, it's all bullshit. It, yeah, yes, Derek, right? I Right there. It, it is a, it's, it's a bullshit cop-out to get guys away and allow them to cheat. I guarantee you. I will say this right now. I guarantee. A, a man came up with that study. And I don't think it was done in a lab, maybe his own personal lab. It's also three letters. It's B-A-R. Jesus. Uh, yeah, he wasn't cheating on you. No, no, no. He was just fulfilling a hormonal need. Dude, just grow up. I, I've never got it, like, uh, honestly, and I never, ever will get it. And I'll never tell people they're wrong for it, or I'll, I'll never question them on it, because it's their lives, they've got to lead it. All these people, that they, they get married, but they're swingers. I don't get it. I honestly don't. Usually, they don't stay together forever either. forever either. But, hey, if it's what makes you happy, all I'm saying is I don't get it. I'm not ever going to be in your world, so it shouldn't matter to you that I don't get it. I don't judge you for it, but hey, you live a lifestyle that I don't necessarily want to be a part of, so I'm not going to be around you. 
It could have been a woman who came up with a study who had been cheated on multiple times. Very true. But I, I'm betting it was a. I'm betting it's either that. Yeah, she can't tell the truth that it was her. Oh, I hate this. This is the word. That whole I, I'm a sex addict. Oh, okay. Then it makes it okay. Jesus. This story might send me to hell. I'm just warning you right now. I'm going to try to get through the first four words. If you laugh, if you chuckle, if you smirk, you're going to hell. I'm just telling you this right now. If you laugh, smile, chuckle, or smirk at the first four words, going to hell. Model with Down syndrome. Everybody, make, they, they, don't make me turn this car around. Anybody smile or smirk at that? Hmm. Let me read it again. See if you can get through it again. Model with Down syndrome. I like you. You're pretty. Hmm. Hmm. Did you make it through that time? One more chance. I'm giving you one more chance. Model with Down Syndrome. Douglas says he hasn't laughed yet. Well, you are the one person, Douglas. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. That is, is not going to hell. I would take it. <laughs> um, this model gets signed to a 20, or uh, this 22-year-old model, signed with a top agency after being inspired by work of a trailblazing Vogue cover star with the same condition who represents Gucci. Uh, Beth Matthews from Son C decided to go into modeling after seeing Ellie's success. Um, okay, so I, I got to ask. Here you go, fellas, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to go to hell for asking this question. I don't want to ask this question. If you know what the question is that I'm about to ask, will you please ask it? Please. Pretty please. Anybody? 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 Well, I couldn't help it. My uh, my fart gave away in the fact that I'm laughing. I can't see that she have big titties. <laughs> um... Yeah, special care there. They, they, da, 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 da. Not, not necessarily that. The word da da da. Um. Let's say that. 
you feel the need to, you know, feed the geese. Nobody's around. And you, you, you grab a copy of Vogue. Because, you know, they got hot models in Vogue. Let's say that you don't have any pornography in your house at that moment because sometimes it just hits you. Yep, straight fire, that's what I'm going to right there. Um, And you open up the magazine and you start going to town. Dude, and you flip a page and you see this. Does it go away or do you fascinatingly stay on that page for a couple extra seconds? Um, let's see. Uh, I think she's beautiful. Sorry, I have to be a girl on this. Straight Fire said spank bank. Ogre says, I have no problem with it. I'm down with that. You know, look, I'm, I'm going to give you my honest opinion. If, if that was me and that was happening, and all of a sudden I, I, I turn the page to that, I'd be, I think I would start laughing too much. Honestly. Like, like, like really. Midnight to six, real quick. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm afraid that 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 won't hit me like a brick of trucks, like 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 a truck of bricks, whatever the fucking saying is. Every deserves a place in spank bank. She walks the runway to disturbs down with the sickness. She could only. I I mean honestly, look, if, if she can put on a show, come on. She you got to just come out to this. Just do it. How awesome would that be? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Takes her a little longer to get down the stage. I, I'll stop. That was me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 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 No, we're all on the, uh, we're all engaged in Hangtown Jen's life right now because Hangtown Jen's about to make some big changes in her life. She's let us know here on the, on the Mixler board. She's going to be moving to Virginia and she's got a job interview. She's got an interview coming up. She's made it to the second interview already. Couldn't be happy for her. Uh, is that any different for men than plus-size models? Yeah, it's a little different. I mean, the plus-size models don't do it, but I probably wouldn't have laughed. Um, let's hope and pray that this does not happen to Jen at her interview, and I don't think it will. It don't, I, it, I, I don't think it will. This is about a woman who was pregnant at the time, so it can't happen to Jen. At least I don't think it still can happen to Jen. Who gets strangled by her own hair after catching it in a machine while applying for work in a factory. So, Jen, you don't have to worry about it. This is a factory. You're not going to be working in a factory. So I already know that your interview is going to go better than this. 
Umida Nazarova suffered a serious head injury and her scalp ripped off and died 20 days later after failing to regain consciousness in Belarus. Oh, my God. She's a good-looking gal, too, and she's knocked up, and that grabbed her by the hair and said, Holy Lord. At her job interview. I mean, I mean, honestly, like, at the interview, I... Let's, let's say you're the next person to get interviewed, and you get the job. Do you brag about getting that job? Because, I mean, I think she would have probably got hired because she's pretty hot. <laughs> McCoy was thinking to her. Uh, funny story, if I was told to change my name, the hangdown gym might not be too good. Holy shit, this machine whoop and holler like an Indian. <laughs> That's awesome. Like a scene from Final Destination. No shit. Just grabs her by the hair and throws her up. When he had bought land near the border uh, of Virginia and Kentucky, I think income would be good there, too. She survived. She'd been a, a, a letter denying her the position because she was clearly unqualified. Oh, man, that is a bad day. You're there. The interview's going swimmingly. You find out, like, your mothers know each other, and they were best friends, you know, back at summer camp back in their day. And yet you have this feeling, she kind of even gives you, you know, you're going to get this job, you know, okay. And all of a sudden, (laughs) that is extremes right there. My God. All right. I think this will be the last story today. Oh, dear God. Oh, my God. I already know this is going to be awful. An Ohio couple. Wait, just ran across this story, LOL. What's this story? Uh. Anywhere near as good as this story. Working out is fat phobic. Okay, so that's a funny website. Okay. Read that later. Uh, an Ohio couple and their doctor, or Ohio couple and their daughter, are suing a doctor and a healthcare system, claiming that the doctor. Wrongly inseminated the wife with a stranger's, um, well, mm, you know, where's my damn sploosh sound effect? Sploosh is, go- oh wait, I know where one is. There it is, there we go. The doctor put in the wrong... And the family didn't discover it until years later. The couple, Mike and Jenny Harvey, underwent an insemination procedure in 1991 to fertilize the wife's eggs. 
Jeannie eventually became pregnant and gave birth to a baby girl, Jessica Harvey. Leading up to Christmas 2020, Jessica and her husband asked her parents for Ancestry.com kits. Ahead of a trip to Europe. Oh. Oh, this is, this is, oh, this is so delicious. This is an infomercial that has destroyed a family. We don't get these very often. This is like Haley's Comet. People gather. This is when somebody orders one of these ancestry things to see how much they are, and they want to go trouncing around Europe. So, the DNA test results revealed a shocking discovery. Oh, my God. 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 The DNA test results revealed a shocking discovery. You are not. That's right. It was a Maury show moment come. This story has everything. Further tests led Jessica to her biological dad who confirmed that he and his wife were patients of the same fertility doctor. At the time, the doctor, Dr. Nicholas Spiritos, yeah, he's full of spirit, isn't he? Was serving as the chief of the Division of Reproductive Endocrinology and Infertility in the Vitro Fertilization Embryo Transfer at Suma Acred City Hospital. Spiros is still listed as working physician for Suma Health, which oversees Akron City Hospital, according to an online directory. He could not be reached for comment. Whoops-a-daisy, I gave you the wrong batch. You know, here's, here's the shitter. Here's the real pisser. Ancestors aren't even from Europe. They bought all them tickets for no good reason. How great would that be? What? We're, we're, we're from South America? But, but, but we're going to Europe. <laughs> well, that's odd. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> that's just terrible. That, that, these are the stories that nightmares start with. Poor guy's been raising this kid. This kid thinks that she's the daddy or he's the daddy. Nope. All because of a mix-up that was not either. And here's the thing. I'm betting dollars to donuts. Somebody knew about it. Somebody knew about it but didn't say anything. No, keep that quiet. Hi, it's Dr. Nick. Dr. Nick Riviera, I'll do any surgery for $49.99. That's so bad. Well, that's a way to wait. That's a way to fuck up the old family trip right there. 
Look at that. Adam J. sneaking in for the end of the show. Buenos dias, amigo. How are you, my friend? Let's, well, I guess we can do this story, too. Let's do this one. Oh, this is lovely. This is fantastic. This is happening in California right now. The parents of a son and daughter who were decapitated in California late 2020 have pled not guilty. Uh, hold on one second. Shut up! Shut up, dummy. Fuck you too. Daughter uh, Michaela Taylor, 13, and son Maurice Taylor, 12, were found decapitated at the family's home in Lancaster near the Mojave Desert, about 70 miles northeast of Los Angeles. North. The children's father, uh, Maurice Jewell Taylor Sr., now 35, was charged with two felony counts each of murder and child abuse of his two other boys. He allegedly stabbed the two other children in November of 2020 and showed their bodies to the younger boys who he say uh, to stay in their bedrooms for several days without food. Ah, wonderful human beings here. I didn't cut their heads off, though. The children's bodies weren't found by the authorities until five days later. Taylor worked at a physical therapy center in Santa Monica but was doing training sessions online during the coronavirus. Some of his clients contacted authorities after he failed to show up. The mother, now 45, was arrested last September in Tucson. She faces the same charges. What the fuck? Uh, I mean, damn. How do you plead? My client pleads Benoit, Your Honor. Jesus, man. Not guilty. So so what you're saying is that you are going to force the state to pay money on a trial to prove that you cut their heads off. Okay. All right, fair enough, but here's the deal. If we do prove that, and we will, we get to cut your heads off right then and there in the courthouse. I'm changing things up here. Fuck all this gas chamber shit. I get to cut your head off. I'm telling you, I would get elected governor in places. I mean, damn. You cut your kids' heads off? I, I get beheading people, but not your own kids. Not even, not even as bad as they act. Maybe sometimes you feel like cutting their heads off, but these people actually did cut their kids' head off. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, they're in prison now, blah, 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 or jail at least. But where we can support them now for the next 80 years of their life and go on there. Uh, all right, uh, we're going to call that a show. Adios, familia. Have a wonderful weekend, and please don't say the Holocaust wasn't about race or a bitch about police funerals. Amen to that. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us. We will be back Monday. Today is Friday, so enjoy your Friday. Please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in that room. Have a great weekend this weekend. If you can get out and about, do it. Go out. 
But if you go out and you party, and make sure you got a ride to get you home, get you safe, get you all that, because we want you back on Monday. So until then, have a fantastic weekend, as family, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Adios, everybody. Golden oldies right here. <laughs> Call for worth beer. Just ain't no good for Jenna's. I tried it night after night. You. His arms in Dallas Does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? Darling, while you're busy Burning bridges Burn one for me If you get time is outside waiting to arrest him.